Hey, this is Heather. Hey, this is Liz. We decided to take a look at the dumpster fire that is 2020 so far and talk a little bit about quarantining. So sit down with your hoarded toilet paper and your hand sanitizer and let's hit that music. So, uh, we're back. We missed last week because I've been sick for what seems like four months straight. <laughs> really, really fucking over it. Uh, to my knowledge, I do not have a coronavirus, a Bud Light virus, any sort of virus. I got nothing going on other than probably the flu because people don't know how to wash their fucking hands and keep their kids home sick when they're sick. I just keep sending them out into the world and they keep giving it to my niece and nephew at Mother's Day Out who then bring it to my house and snot all over me in adorable ways. And then I end up sick for a week and then with another week of a cough. And then it happens all over again. So, okay. I know perfectly well that you're blaming like people not leaving their kids. Maybe the fact that kids lick everything and then put their hands in their mouth immediately. That's why yes. everybody with kids gets sick. No, I, my my point is though, yes, the kids need to stay home because that will help them. And yes, kids are disgusting little snot monsters that lick everything and put everything in their hands and touch their eyes, regardless of how many times you tell them not to. But again, if you leave them at home where they cannot be out infecting the world, that would be better. My situation, I don't have kids, but I have adorable nieces and nephews that bring all the germs to my house and love all over me. And then I'm sick for a week and it sucks. And it's just, no. a, it's a continual cycle. It just keeps happening. It's been, this has been happening since uh, Halloween. I got sick <laughs> Halloween and I've been barely well since and it sucks. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. So though, let's, let's, we were talking about 2020 yes. specifically because it is then a dumpster fire from the beginning of uh, January with an impeachment trial that doesn't have a witnesses or mm -hmm. due process or anything um to a a train wreck of a primary season Ugh. to well then what was the next thing that happened like because i'm thinking late january or february also something terrible happened i can't even recall uh well yeah like you said the primaries started coming out of the woodworks like, I was like, oh, okay, and we're going to go vote. And then I realized, I don't know that I've ever voted in a primary before, and I'm embarrassed to say that at my age. But I was like, all right, so let's let's go do this. And okay, it was fine. It was whatever. You go through there, and ugh, first of all, I, I don't know what it's like if you were on the Republican ticket this year since you didn't have any choices. But the, the Democratic ticket I found to be very interesting because, of course, we have 100,000 people who are running for president, as you do. And then it starts to ask all these questions at the end, like, yes or no, do you believe that people should be treated like humans, basic respect? <laughs> like, who's answering no to these questions? <laughs> like, yeah, so off. that is a, that I think is a uniquely Texas thing. Mm. Because, um, you know, one thing that's cool about Texas is that uh, 
once a year you get to decide what primary you're going to vote for. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have to like be stuck with one or another. So if you're more invested in one primary or the other, you can go in and vote for them. You just can't vote in it. The other parties. Right. And that, that's how I realized I had never done the primary before because I've never had to declare like a party affiliation. Is it basically like if you vote in this primary under either a Republican ticket or a Democratic ticket, that's who you're voting for for the rest of this election year. So yeah, I was you like, can't, you oh. can't vote in another primary. So it's basically just saying you can't vote in both the Republican and the Democratic primary, uh, which is. But it's also like it, I can't vote for a Republican. I can't vote Republican in the actual presidential election if I voted Democratic this time around. No, that's absolutely bullshit. That's what I said, though. But maybe maybe no, I was misreading no. it because the shit is that's, hard to understand. <laughs> Especially, you can vote for whoever the fuck you want in the in the main election. <laughs> I don't know. I and was like, not, I'm going to do that anyway. Your, but yeah, and you did not cast your vote for the main election. So no, 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 no. I know that, that, but they yeah. were saying like the party. You had to stick with no. the party if you voted no. in the primary. And I was like, they're okay, well, I'm going to do that anyway. But so that what oh, they're yeah. doing is they're referring to the primaries, and then Texas has that probably that runoff. And so that if you have a runoff, you can go and vote and you can't go and vote in the other person's primary. You have to gotcha. vote in yours again. Well, this yeah. is what bothers me is so we went and voted. We did the early voting um, because, you know, Paul works during the week. It's really hard to get off on Tuesdays. We just weren't going to be able to make it happen. So we went Friday evening after work. It was a super simple process other than Jesus Christ, how many people are like standing outside with a picket sign? <laughs> trying to impede your ability to go in. We just drove around to the back of the building and that worked fine. We were in and out in five minutes. It was great. Jesus Christ. It's like you're getting an abortion or something. I know. It was just <laughs> like that. Exactly like that. Like, my body, my choice. Fuck off. Like, it's just... <laughs> the guy standing outside with a sign. It was like, Trump. I'm like, fuck you. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what was happening. So just like, there yeah, because, are so many well, they people. Know that the, they know that the people are, aren't going to be voting in the Republican primary. So everybody that's going there is voting in the Democratic primary because you already know who your uh, ticket is for the Republican primary. Well, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. All about choice. And uh, so we go through this process and it's fine. And we're like on our way out of town when we're doing this. Cast our vote Friday. Wake up on Saturday and half of the people have already dropped out of the race. Like, whoa. Same thing happened to me. I, the same thing happened to us. Uh, one, one thing that I like about this early voting is that it does get you, there's not this rush in this huge line on election day because that actually deters people from voting. Uh, I live in Orange County and so they do like a mail-in vote. You can do a mail-in vote and yeah. then just drop it off at the voting center. So they mail, email you the ballot and you fill out all the forms. Um, so I voted and then um, put it in the little slot thing. And, uh, yeah, the next day my candidate was out. I was like, it's not even Super Tuesday yet. And my candidate's already gone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was, And I heard somewhere that if your candidate dropped out before the actual, like, primary election day that you were supposed to be able to vote again. I don't think so. But I'm like, that is incredibly, that, that is an incredible pain in the ass. Because... One, somebody's going to think you're trying to double vote, which isn't cool. But two, it's like now I've just I feel like I've completely wasted the whole time that I bothered to go out there and do this. Yeah. Because this person is already gone before Tuesday ever shows up. 
Yeah, me too. I had the same. I had the same issue. Mine, mine was just a. Um, now, my primary vote does not ask you about uh, the holistic questions, yes or no, at the end. Um, for some reason, that the Texas primary did. Oh, mine which did. I found, I, <laughs> I I found like, very weird uh, when I was in Texas. I'm like, um, especially since I I like to switch primaries when I vote, you know. Um, <laughs> and so some of the questions, mm. I'm like, I'm going to answer this wrong. I don't know. I don't know what to. I don't know what to answer because it doesn't mean anything. I mean, it's only for the party. Head. But they're just crazy questions. I'm, you know what? I do not believe in basic human decency and respect. I don't think anyone should have health care. Fuck you. I'm like, what? Yeah, I think they do that. I, I don't know. It's like even if the, you're yeah. you're hard to your party. Mm. Yeah, I know. They 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 always do these like loaded questions. Anybody who votes no on basic human respect needs to be stuck on one of these cruise ships hanging off the coast forever. Like you just you can't come back. Yeah, let's ask the 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 listeners. I mean, is that just a Texas thing? Because it just was so annoying and so like heavy handed. Like, you know, oh, we're gonna take this hard stance. Can you please vote yes or no that you think murder is wrong? I'm like, um, okay, like just a yes or no question. All right, she's great. <laughs> like, just mm. gonna, um, uh, I'm not I'm not sure who wrote these questions. I might change my mind. I know. I was like, I need I need some shades of gray. I need. <laughs> But that just seems to be uh, like that man write this. <laughs> it's just I I've only ever seen that in Texas because I voted in primaries in Utah, Texas, and now California. I, I've only ever voted in Texas. I've lived here forever, so yeah i I don't know what it is that they ask those stupid questions on, and it's like really what are you doing with this information? Because you're not actually voting like for human rights and decency, because actually God knows that that actually has is non-existent. Um, and no, um, so you can say, Oh yeah, I believe in human rights and dignity, but God forbid you guys want toilet paper because that shit's out the window now. Right. Uh huh. So, so yeah, uh, as of like the recording (laughs) date here, we had the primary was two weeks ago, I think. And, so since know, that happened, it's not like two it. weeks, three weeks, but since that's happened, this virus has crept up. And now we've been hearing about it a little bit. And again, a lot of common sense things. Don't panic. Just wash your hands. Don't cough on people. Cough in your elbow. All the shit you should be doing anyway. Wash your damn hands. And now all of a sudden we have no toilet paper. We have no milk, no eggs, no... Here's the deal. I live 20 miles from Galveston. 20 miles. So I am dead smack in the middle of Hurricaneville. We have this issue pop up three or four times a year. Storms coming, bottled water, get your milk and bread, blah, 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 blah. Get your your, your pantry staples. We know how to grocery shop for a potential disaster that could last a day to a month to six months. We know how to do this because, because we know hurricane season is a, is a coming. You know, we know flu season is a coming. Why are we not prepped for this? But this has gone from such a, huh, there's this new thing on the horizon to holy shit, murder your neighbors and steal their toilet paper in like the blink of an eye. And I tell you here in Houston, when it happened was when they canceled the rodeo. Yeah, because I mean, and that's the so when they cancel these big events, that's when you start to 
get concerned, right? Now, I am not against canceling the big events. In fact, no. I understand that these close quarters uh, will spike um, will spike the disease, and we're not prepared for the disease to spike right now because nobody has any fucking toilet paper anymore, apparently. And so we need we need it to take a longer time to come to grow. Yeah, the conventions and stuff. We get what we call the con crud. We know people don't know how to be normal, decent humans and keep their hands clean when they're around too many people. We get it. We understand this is a problem. The Houston Rodeo has been running since 1931. And to my knowledge, or at least the memory in my lifetime, this shit has never been canceled for anything. We had a fucking Ebola scare where it literally melts your body from the inside out and they've never canceled it before. That's scaring people. The yeah, the Houston really never gets canceled. It's only ever been delayed because of the Super Bowl or something. Yeah, even that's like, even that's not a thing because we know it's coming. It's the same time every year. It happens every year, and most people are probably like, "Well, it's a big deal. It's a rodeo." If you don't know anything about the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, it is the largest rodeo in the world. This is not something that's happening in somebody's backyard farm or on a ranch somewhere. This is smack dab in the Houston fucking medical center. Like it's a big deal. This, they have 70,000 people a night. Like it's just bonkers how big this event is. And it's not just people competing for their livelihood for, you know, just ro regular rodeo stuff. It's also a massive scholarship fund for these kids who've been raising livestock and doing all of these different things and art projects and whatever else, trying to get this money out into the community. And so many people have invested their life savings, like vendors, to make enough food for this event and have all of this stuff. And then it gets canceled a week or two weeks into this month or six weeks. I don't know. The shit seems to last forever. Yeah, it's like it's a, it, right before it started. It, yeah, it, right before it started is when it got canceled. So it's not like there was enough notification that you could make alternative plans if you were a vendor. Yeah, no, they had already, yeah, they had already had the cook-off, and that's what happened was somebody showed up and got the fucking coronavirus at the cook-off, or they assumed oh, so. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Really? Well, somebody who, yeah, somebody who has been presumptively positive, you know, for the coronavirus, hadn't traveled, hadn't been around people, the only thing he did was he went to the cook-off, and then he got the coronavirus. So, of course, they want to be you know, careful about this shit. But again, you got people like I saw something on Facebook the other day. It was from a vendor who was a toffee vendor. And they're like, we've made 5,000 pounds of toffee for this event. Uh, and now we're, you know, we're looking at going out of business permanently because we've spent all this money. If you could please go online and order the damn toffee you would have bought at the fucking rodeo, that'd be great. So we can like send our kids to, you know, school and shit. And it's just kind of scary that it, it just blows up, up that fast. So, yes, that has been a huge problem. And also, it's con season for Comic-Cons and things like that. And there's a ton of vendors out there that are getting the cons canceled. And yep. I think that we're kind of forgetting how disproportionate this is affecting people that work hourly, uh, people that can't stay home, or people that are... Yep. Um, uh, working parents whose kids are now staying home and they don't have school food yep. that uh, they normally don't have to worry about paying for in addition or, or childcare exactly at all. so it it because because when the school district shut down so do the daycares 
that's that's what a lot of people don't realize. A lot of the daycares and like my my sister's kids go to a Mother's Day out that's done through a church, but it runs on the same pattern as the local school district. So when the big kids are out of school, so are the little kids. And if you can't call into work, have sick time, work from home, what are you going to do with these damn kids? That's why somebody dropped them off in front of my house, apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kids are um I mean, it's so inefficient, by the way, to work from home with children around. Um, this or is, anyone, really. E- exactly. This is disproportionately affecting women, um, uh, working women, working mothers, single mothers, uh, women of color that ha- are taking care of children as well. I mean, it is re- really affecting them because they're disproportionately the people that are working hour by hour or getting paid very hour. And if mm-hmm. they're getting their hours cut because we can't have a lot of people here or um, uh, that seems to be the case. It's like, or just stay home for two weeks. Like that's some privilege talking right there. Like that you can just quarantine with no ill effects. We can't even stay home because there's no toilet paper on the shelves anywhere. So so if you couldn't afford to buy toilet paper in bulk three weeks before a natural issue or a, a pandemic issue, then now you're fucked. You can't get toilet paper because everybody that can afford to buy 68 cases of toilet paper for a family of four for two weeks um, has taken it all. And now you don't get any toilet paper. So you know what? Guess what? Bidet it up because, oh, wait, you don't have a bidet. That's surprising. <laughs> like, pe- Well, this is this is where moms have been training their whole lives. They got those after birth squirt bottle what things. What in they the have fuck is this thing? They're all like, woo! And I'm like, I don't know what this is. I I didn't go to that school of hard knocks. Like, What is an after birth squirt thingy? I, this is why I don't have kids. Oh, it's it's literally just a squirt bottle because if you... Okay, so after for those of you who've never pushed a human out of your body, which I haven't, but I've been around for quite a few, things are not uh, pristine down in that area anymore. Things tear, Ooh. things get cut, whatever. Things are awful and achy. Just, you know, think about how bad it is when you have like a really big snot booger that flies out of your nose and how it hurts. Have you been wiping your nose for three or four days? Well, magnify that by infinity. And apparently that's what happens to the lady areas after birth. And so you cannot use things like toilet paper or wipes or whatever. So you have to like, they literally have a little squirt bottle that you just rinse the whole shit clean. Wow. It's basically a bidet in a bottle. Yeah. It's like a 50 cent thing. My guess is they're all sold out as well. Yeah, that actually does sound like a great idea. But um, so I'm sure that it, I, I'm sure that everybody that is given birth is loved that you compared it to blowing out a snot bubble. <laughs> Times infinity. I mean, come on. When you when you're sick for a week and you've been blowing your nose and it hurts like hell because the tissues are too hard. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. But again, multiply that by a million and infinity and a billion and beyond. And that is what it is like to shoot another human out of your body. So I have been told. Again, I have not experienced this process, but, you know. Yes. So in this (laughs) this, um, 2020 um, dumpster fire year, we've now Mm. slid right into March because we've been talking about it for a while. Oh, we're at the end of March now. This It's just like, how did this happen so fast? Yeah, the corona issues. Now, I am a big Disneyland fan. And so I was at Disneyland and everybody's like, you shouldn't go to Disneyland. And I was like, you know what? 
I think I got this because I'm like addicted to hand sanitizer. So of course I go there and immediately sneeze three times. And Craig's like, oh my God, don't sneeze in front of people. (laughs) I'm like, that's a very good point. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I went to the grocery store yesterday, like a moron because, but I was like, I don't need that many. I need stuff that people aren't hoarding. Like I see like some shredded cheese or, you know, like whatever. I need sliced cheese from the deli. If you're hungry, the deli has got a shit ton of food. Go get your food at the fucking deli. Nothing else. We have no meat. We have no seafood. We have nothing other than we've got fucking deli meat. And apparently onions are now the apocalypse food. Every place I've ever seen, the onion bin is completely empty. I don't know why. But so last for like 18 months, man. Good. Yeah, I know. But I was like, I go to the grocery store. And again, I've been sick, but I don't like, I probably had the flu a week ago. I've stayed away from people. That's the way to do it, though. Just cough around people, then they leave. (laughs) Just go away. And so that's the thing. I have a lingering cough that just stays around. And so, but I like, you know, I try to be, I'm not going to wear a mask because I'm not a psycho. I'm not wearing fucking rubber gloves. Swear to God, I saw this woman at the grocery store yesterday. She's got on latex gloves and she's got her iPhone 11 like hooked to the front of her shirt, like a fucking Geiger counter. I don't even know what's happening with this lady, but it's just like attached to her shirt on the outside. It was really weird. She's got gloves. I don't know. So but yeah, so I've got a little cough, but I try, you know, obviously I try to cough into my elbow and I try to, but I'm not going to whip out hand sanitizer every time I go, <clears throat> you know, I'm not going to do that because I don't have the fucking time and I, my hands would have eroded by now. But I try to like pull the front of my t-shirt up over my mouth and nose and just kind of like keep it, you know, keep it in my own sphere of whatever. And <laughs> I made the mistake of coughing. <laughs> And this woman next to me, total Karen, just like jumps back three feet and gives me that ah like face, and you're just like fuck off, like that's I'm just gonna cough everywhere I go, and the world will leave me alone. That so. is hilarious. That is exactly how you're gonna be able to avoid some of this. Stuff. <laughs> I I know that um uh I know that uh, everybody always made fun of me, by the way, for my obsessive use of hand sanitizer and the fact that I Clorox seats everything when I get into an airplane and things like that. And and all of those asshats that were rolling their eyes at me are now fucking thinking mm-hmm. I'm a genius because I was using hand sanitizer the other day and somebody said, where did you get that? And I said, I have a half a gallon at my house that I use to continually refill right. this. I've had hand sanitizer. I have a bottle of hand sanitizer that I've probably had since 2008. You know what I mean? Like, I just refill it or it gets lost in a purse and dug out 10 years later. Shit doesn't go bad. I just keep refilling them. Yeah. Well, my deal with hand sanitizer, I used to work in a hospital. I wasn't a nurse or anything like that. But you have, everybody goes through the same uh, training when it comes to your personal fucking hygiene when you're in a hospital around sick people. And yes, hand sanitizer is good. They want you to use it before patient contact. They want you to use it when you go in and out of rooms. But there's only a finite number of times you can use hand sanitizer before you need to actually wash your hands with soap. You know, Mm -hmm. like you're not going to get dirt off your hands with hand sanitizer. It might kill germs, but the base dirt is still there. Like the shit is still there. And and guess what grows underneath dirt? Stop gap. Yeah, it's a stopgap between hand washings. That's that's what the sanitizer was for. And that shit will eat your hands. If you, my, my poor sister is a NICU nurse. She basically has to douse herself in shit from head to toe to even walk into one of these baby rooms because they have to keep them safe. But again, you can only do so many times with the hand sanitizer before you have to hit the soap and water. You know what I found on the shelf plentifully? 
So yeah, that was really weird to me too. It's like like every I'm like, well, I did try and get soap from the uh from the online and they said no, no soap. And so I was like, well, I mean, I have some soap, but it's like that caster. <laughs> what is that um I forgot what it's called, Castile soap or something, and it's kind of a watered yeah, yeah. down version. It doesn't like foam. And I really wanted some right. foam. I was feeling like I needed foam. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I'll, I'll get the if I don't see it, it doesn't exactly. exist. So I, I said, well, I'll just put some, you know, some uh, soap in my basket here because uh, I was doing the Walmart where you like uh, order online and then you go pick yeah, it up. The, and yeah, and they're like, like yeah, no soap. And I was like, all right, well, no big deal. I mean, I still have a ton of this to put soap. But um, right. Yeah. But I mean, I didn't even realize that hand sanitizer was running low because I have so much of it. <laughs> like, I. I know this is not something I'd even think about going out to purchase because I've already got it. Same thing with like Clorox wipes and regular a cleanser. Tons of Clorox like, wipes. I, I'm an adult. I have a house. I just I just clean my house with whatever I have because that's what I do. And last year I went through those Norwex products that you don't use any kind of harsh chemicals, and I love that shit. I'm like it's already antibacterial. I'm loving on it, mm-hmm. which is nice because I don't. Well, I have allergies. I've got eczema and shit. Like I don't want to put a bunch of harsh. Mm-hmm chemicals on my life and the other thing is like i already pretty much uh what do we call it quarantine uh on the daily like i never leave my house i go i go as far as my sister's house who lives around the corner from my house like that's that's where i go back and forth i don't go out into public but when they tell me i need to stay home i have places i need to go isn't that like suddenly I need to be out and about. <laughs> like, why? I noticed that now that they're saying, you know, hey, just stay inside, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I'm for it. Whatever. It's a rainy period. I'll just, uh, I'll stay inside. But I'm thinking, I just want to get out. And it was like, and I've got shit to do in the house. I know. I got errands to run or not errands to run. I've got little chores to do. I could, everything could use it. Dude, cleaning. my Christmas tree is still up. I've got all sorts of stuff I could be doing around here. But I don't want to do any of it, and I just want to be anywhere but I know, here. Isn't that weird? So, uh, so, weird. so we just wanted to make sure that we do that. Like you're all, we're we're in it with you. We understand that this mm-hmm. uh, this fear it. is uh, is real, and you're mo- most people I know are kind of doing this. Okay, well, I'm not going to go to the mall and go shopping. You know, this week I'm just going to stay right. at home. I've made myself a little quarantini mix, which is uh, vanilla vodka and uh, seltzer. Pretty tasty. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But it's, I, I just want, to, I, I'm trying not to let people lose their faith in humanity because as we go out and about, we're seeing it, right? We're seeing people be yes. complete dicks. And um a bitch in front of me wrote a check in the grocery store well, yesterday. You know what? I mean, think what? about it. Are she you might kidding have me? needed toilet paper, have not been able to get toilet no. paper, and wrote a check. There was no toilet whatever paper. Whatever she needed to get. Like, it's an emergency. You know, people need to go out there and you write a check when you don't actually have the cash. I know how that works. You know? <laughs> I've never done that. I have not done that since like 1990. Well, I know. How old was she? <laughs> You said she was too young to be writing for she a check. She was young. Yeah, that's she why. She was shockingly that's young when you're to be writing a check. Young. Like if she were my mother's age. Yeah. Yeah, if she were my mother's age, I would understand when that. you're shockingly um, young, like, you don't have until... any money. And when you don't have any money, you She had cash. Checks. 
That's what I don't understand. They didn't want to give her, they didn't want to, apparently, uh, at least at my Kroger's, you have to be a, a part of some sort of check club. Like you have to have an approval on, on record somewhere that you are in fact allowed to write a piece of paper and get goods and services for it. Uh, this girl was apparently not a part of that club. So this took forever in a busy grocery store. Now I will say massive props to my Kroger who usually has one checker per 3000 people in line on a normal daily basis. However, yesterday, Almost every single line had a checker in it, and there were no lines and no waiting, and that was really nice. So good on you for that. Maybe send the check writing people straight to hell because, like, she had, like, $300 in cash in her hand. Yeah. And she still tried to, like, write a check. And I'm like, whoa. That's because she's expecting the end And and why are you wasting my time to do this? They're like, well, we can't split your order. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So she just, like, literally walked away. From a full thing of groceries that had already been bagged, like the whole nine yards. So I was just like, wow. Yeah. And then I wanted to like go through her cart to see if there was anything I couldn't find. But I didn't I know. Like it's that. crazy the things that we're doing. Okay. So I um, sent my husband to get groceries. And uh, just little things. Oranges, bananas. And. Um, yep. Yeah, there's no yeah. bananas. Oh, I got bananas. They are so green, and they're still green. So I don't know if they're plantains <laughs> or not, but they're they're st- <laughs> they're, they're probably plantains. They're, they're kind of big, but whatever. Um, but the oranges are are gone. Um, and so he went there, and he was like, "Hey, there, like, there's nothing left." And I was thinking, "Well, shit, I got some stuff I have to get." And this is how I think everybody's going right now. Is like. Freaking prepared because I had two weeks worth yep. of food and everything because I shop at Costco, you know, once a month or whatever. So I had enough food and toilet paper and all that stuff. But then I start going, yeah, but it's like a continuous supply. Well, no, it's like but a continuous what supply. Like out? every two, you know, every month I have to go and get some more. And now, yeah, all you assholes have gone in there and taken out my ability to get more in a few weeks. And so now I'm like. Well, what if the toilet paper does not mm-hmm. get replenished by the time I need it? Which I don't think is the case because I've still got plenty. And but um Yeah. Like what and when I have two or three weeks worth of food, that's two or three weeks of assuming that I'm able to continue to replenish it and able to grocery shop within the next two to three weeks. Right. And you guys are taking that option away. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I found. It's like I'm not afraid of this disease. And I'm not even afraid of stupid people around this disease i'm not at all at at all zero fear don't care my problem again was what you're saying is that first of all i i'm like you i'm i like we went grocery shopping last monday right after we came back into town and i was like oh i'm gonna be good this week and i'm gonna cook every dinner every night all the stuff you say you're gonna do and then you don't because like I got sick the next morning. I woke up and felt like death. And I was like, I'm not fucking cooking. Forget it. So I still have a freezer full of meat and, you know, like perishable type food. I have that. But but weekly, you got to go and replace the milk. You got to go and replace this or that. And like when I went to Kroger, there was no milk. Like I had to spend $10 for two half gallons of the good that doesn't taste like but lactose-free milk. Because that's all that was left. All the regular milk is gone. I'm like, are you? you?" So this is the problem. Everybody has run out and gotten all the milk. And they're going to go drink all the milk because they don't want anybody else to get their milk. They're going to drink the milk. They're going to get diarrhea. And then they're going to use up all the toilet paper. And we're fucked. Like, we buy a large 
package, not a large, large, but you know, I don't know, 36 rolls of toilet paper or whatever once a month, once every six weeks. I have no idea. There's only two of us using it. Like it's, it's there's not a massive, uh, you know, revolving door of bathroom happening. So we always have toilet paper until we don't. And now I'm like, okay, yeah. we've got 18 mega rolls of toilet paper left. Hmm. And that's fine. But if Paul's job decides that they suddenly need to start working from home, which I have a whole nother rant about, then that's going to double the amount of butts on the toilet during the day. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I know. Same. Like then your brain just goes into this, in this, in this have not mode, this panic mode of, but what if I can't get it later when I need it? So I should go and find it anywhere I can right now. I, I, and, and it, it creates that, that panic cycle. It's like, I'm not afraid of the disease. I'm afraid of what people are doing to our supplies and resources. And then I start thinking, you know, I'm always saying I don't have a huge survival drive. I really don't want to survive a, a zombie apocalypse, which, by the way, if you remember World War Z, that was a virus. Uh-huh. That's a good time. But I, I just, I joke about this because I don't want to live with the preppers. Like, I don't want to have to survive with these crazy-ass prepper people. But, but, but my question now is, at what point do we recognize that it really is the beginning of the end and so I can lay down and die? Because I, do, I don't want to have to be worried about toilet paper for the rest of my life. Like, the shit is insane. Oh, I know. It's, I, I've just, I have found that uh, people acting erratically, or not erratically, mm. um, it is erratic. Well, though. no, erratic is, is is means that if it's not uh, irrationally, people acting irrationally, well, but they're doing both. Like watch people. If you really look at like they're not moving like normal people, they're moving like jerky, uh, anxiety ridden. So erratic people. has not a mathematical like term it. to it. it. Means it has a high standard deviation, and I don't think that's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The lady with the Geiger counter on her shirt at Kroger is weird. Like, that's an anomaly. <laughs> that's funny. Anyway. Um, yeah. They are erratic and irrational. Yes. Okay. So, you know, this irrational... Unpredictable. Yes, um, this irrational behavior is causing other people to react rationally, which is causing a um, a problem in the supply chain. Because, yes. I mean, I never would have been... Hey, you know what? Let's make sure I have tortilla chips for my salsa. Uh, can you get two bags this time? I never would have done that had I thought that mm. I had access to the tortilla chips, right? Yep. And so we're doing this to ourselves. Now, Yeah. I'm all for this. Let's close big uh, things. But if we're all at the grocery store getting in fist fights with assholes in the aisle, you know, we're actually still causing the issue where we're in close quarters with other people and when you're yell at yes. people you spit on them a little bit you know it's not making it better mm. so like you're not going to help reduce the spread of the virus by going to a place where everybody is like let's say a costco where they actually had to shut down the parking lot to get into it because they're like nobody's coming in this costco anymore it is packed right um and costco already is packed yeah we went to H-E-B last night, and H-E-B is usually like a 6 a.m. to midnight kind of store, 6 a.m. to 1 a.m., something like that. They have now shut their hours down, and they are only going to be open 8 to 8, which 8, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And so last night we showed up, and it was 10 to 8 or whatever, 
We're like, huh, it's not crazy. All right, let's go in. We hadn't seen that this was a thing yet. Uh, so we go to go in and there's a cop standing at the front and he's like, store's closed. We're closing up. We'll be open again at 8am tomorrow. I was like, oh, and I, I was a little bit annoyed at first. And then I was like, you know what? This actually makes so much sense to me that we're, we're taking a proportional response to what is happening because the last thing that is going to do anybody any good is extended hours of hangry people in a grocery store with no food. Yeah, Tearing shits off the pallets because we can't wait for it to get stocked. Yes. Yes. And I was like, we went to the little Walmart neighborhood market by us because, again, we were trying to help my sister find baby wipes because apparently everybody's going after the baby wipes, which, by the way, folks, do not flush baby wipes. You will have a world of trouble. Even if they say flushable on them. Yes, don't do it. Just don't fall for it. Just throw them in the trash. But that's that's the thing. Like they're going out and they're oh well, this is a substitute, and you know the Kleenex are gone, and now the paper towels are gone. I'm like, what are you roughing your butt up with? You might as well just get sandpaper. But but that was the thing. Like Walmart had pallets in the floor that they were planning on. You know, it was like nine thirty, and so they close at ten or eleven. They're already ready to restock and replenish. But if you have people sitting there clawing at the pallets or trashing them before you can even get the shelves restocked, it's going to keep that panic mentality. And that's not safe for anybody. You know, things just go bad when everybody's in that heightened state of, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, Mm. let's talk to uh, everybody on how to restore humanity. Yes. (laughs) If you can. Hey everybody, it's Walker for the Walker the Geek Podcast. If you like reading comic books or just have an interest in getting started, check out the show. My opinions are 100% honest, even with the occasional attempt at humor. You can find me everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. My ugly mug even haunts YouTube. That's right, just search Walker the Geek or hit walkerthegeek.com, a place to geek like no one's watching. Because let's face it, nobody is. What? Hey everybody, Brian here, host of the bri Podcast. And if you're looking for a podcast that reviews comic books, talks about nifty nerd news, and sometimes has interruptions from his wife or son, then look no further than the bri Podcast. New episodes are updated every Monday, and if you want bonus content, you can sign up for Patreon for as little as $1 a month, where you get extra episodes, videos, and more behind the scenes of the bri Podcast. So don't go another day without the BriFi Podcast in your life. Head over to BriFiPodcast.podbean.com and enlist in the Fighter Squadron today. All right, so we're back. Yes. To talk a little bit more about the dumpster fire that is 2020. Yes, and I, I hope that we can become a bright spot after our big rant that we just had, right? Um, <laughs> I have to tell you the funniest story in the world. Okay. Though. I'm going to tell you this because you already talked about the bidets, right? So apparently there is now a run on bidets. Uh, (laughs) So, okay, a little backstory. Uh, Around the holidays, my mother uh, goes insane and buys really weird shit for people for Christmas and just stockpiles it for like several months. And then you just, like this year, we each just got a box full of other stuff. Like, (laughs) I don't even know where she's buying it. Home Shopping Network, China. Yeah, okay. I don't know, just everywhere. She's finding these little things. Like for me, I got... 
um, this little dog chaser thing that's supposed to, it's like an ultrasonic thing that your dogs don't like the sound of, so they stop barking or whatever, because my dogs are assholes. I got, she got me a pair of leather gloves that are supposed to have the the little sensors in them, so you oh, can so you still can use your, your iPhone. Mm-hmm. They don't work. Uh, and then like a stack of reusable not Tupperware, but, you know, like the meal prepping yeah, boxes. Yeah. I got a bunch of those because I was like, okay, uh, some fuzzy socks. You know, all all highly useful type gifts, right? So my sister is opening her box. And by the way, my box is the size of my purse. It is not a big box. There's a good there's a good lot of stuff in it, but there's not a lot. It's not, you know, it's not a big box. My sister gets a pretty large box. And she's going through, and I don't know what the hell she got. She got the same fuzzy socks. She got, you know, same meal prepping trays or whatever. And then she goes and pulls out another box inside this box, and it has no picture on it. It's just one of those plain cardboard boxes that's got, like, a stamp on the side to tell you what's in it. And she's still looking at the top, but she's already pulled it out far enough so that I can read the side on the box. And I have fallen off the couch laughing my ass off to the point of peeing on myself because my mom has bought my sister an attachable bidet. Yeah. And this is the funniest fucking thing because there's no explanation to it. It's just here is something for the health of your asshole. Merry Christmas. It's it's the weirdest mom gift ever. I got a robot last year for Christmas. My sister gets a bidet. What is happening? I don't know what is happening. But, But again, at the time, this is the funniest thing in the world. The other issue is my sister has two toddlers, two kids four and under that are potty height, right? So we've got bets going on if they hook this thing up, how quickly will it turn into a toddler water fountain? Because it's right there, shooting water up. It's going to be a disaster. But now, and so in December, this gift was fucking hilarious, and I didn't understand it at all. But now, mid-March, your mom's this fucking gift is psychic. pretty genius. Yeah, yeah, she is a psychic genius she's like in 2020 you are gonna need a bidet <laughs> you're gonna Here need this so like, your mom said, and i got your sister gloves so she's <laughs> <laughs> you know, so she can install it i don't know like don't you care about my asshole mom come on <laughs> okay so let me tell you uh an article that i read that i actually found very very helpful um uh it was in time magazine or time online you know whatever nobody buys the magazine anymore um by uh, Elenia Doctorman, and it was the most calming, anxiety-free content you can stream right now. Because, face it, we have a list of things that we want to watch, and we're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, when I get a chance, I'm going to watch that. Well, now you're stuck in your house, so why, let's go ahead and watch it. But nobody's going to want to stream The Leftovers right now, okay? Mm-mm. This is not the type of show you need to be watching um, if you're full of anxiety. So I thought I would just go through the list let people know and um, make you feel a little better. So right now, Parks and Rec streaming on Netflix. Awesome show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, you don't hate people as much afterwards. Uh, you feel bad for civil servants, but it's a great show and I highly recommend it. Um, 30 Rock streaming on Hulu. Also mm-hmm. another good comedy. Nice sitcom. And uh, this one, another the one that's um, streaming on Hulu now, that I don't think gets enough credit it deserves is Happy Endings. I loved that show. Never saw it. 
Oh, yeah. I think it was on CBS originally, and it was like back when I watched television on the oh, radio, yeah. you know? So it's been, been a, TV in years. It's been a little while, but it was hilarious. Um, um, now, this one I hadn't seen. It was called Love Sick, mm-hmm. and it's a streaming on Netflix. And the reason why people really don't know much about it is apparently they decided the first season they were going to call Scrotal Recall. And nobody mm. wanted to watch it. Well, right. luckily enough, people watched it that they brought back the second season and they decided, you know, we're kind of putting people off with our name. And so now they go by lovesick. And I think mm. that it was something, it's the reason why they called it Scroll to Recall was somebody got like an STD and they had to like go and talk to all the people that they think. But it's still a comedy. Okay. Mm. Now you're going to, rec- you're going to also agree with this one. Golden Girls streaming on Hell Hulu. yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of my go-to background noise show. I've seen them all dozens yeah. of times. So. Yeah. So Shazi, um, um, from Shazi's World, she's been on the show before. Um, she kind of just decided to like rewatch them a little bit, and mm-hmm. she just keeps posting every once in a while these funny little things on Facebook. Like I forgot the stuff they got away with in the eighties on yeah. television. If you guys want to listen to an awesome podcast about the Golden Girls. There's one that's called Out on the Lanai, and it is fantastic. And they basically go through from the beginning, see, you know, episode by episode, one through seven, and just hit them all, and they're amazing. And also, can we just have a big clap for the uh, seasons in the 80s that had like 23 to 7,000 episodes per season? Because I know. We get you won't run now. out of Golden yeah. Girls episodes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we should do another show on that. We didn't really do one, but we had Liz Pageant on, and she's a big fan, so we talked about it. But we should actually do a Golden Girls episode. We should. We should absolutely. Yeah. Maybe we should do a season-by-season season recap like once a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. I'm so, put it on the uh, board. Put it on the whiteboard. All right. Hey, that gives us like eight. How many up seasons are there? Five? Seven or eight. Oh. All right. Um, so the next one we've talked about on the show as well. And I recently rewatched the, the whole se- series was Frasier. I love Frasier. And I've seen that one all the way through dozens of times. So. Yeah, it's a great it's a great show. And, you know, I love watching these shows because I've been watching the designing women right now is mm-hmm. I love watching these shows where like almost all of the problems could be solved with a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And like I read a lot Frasier, of books like that. Yeah. yeah. I read a lot of books that are like detective novels, but they're written in the 80s. And so they're like, so I was chasing this bad guy and I had to pull over to the corner and use a payphone to call into the department because I was in my personal vehicle that didn't have a radio. And I was like, how fucking hard was police work in the 80s? I mean, it's just, <laughs> so I have funny. to pull over and find a quarter. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. There was... um. Uh, Frasier, towards the end of Frasier, which was was in the 90s officially, and mm-hmm. so cell phones did actually exist, and they had flip phones in a few of them. Oh, yeah. The big and brick it, phone. We yeah, had those. Yeah, and one of my favorite episodes was where uh, Niall somehow got lost in the park, and he's calling, <laughs> and then Frasier's like... Um, Okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to want to find the North Star. And he's giving him directions <laughs> and things like that. And then Martin just honks the horn and goes, follow right. the sound of the horn. And I was like, well, that was that was brilliant. So, you know, the nice thing about like 80s and 90s sitcoms is they were because we didn't have much in the way of DVRs and TiVos and, and reruns even at that point there, you know, it wasn't a big mm-hmm. deal. A lot of these shows that weren't in syndication yet 
continuity and the storyline was not important. No. Nope. Like if you watch the Golden Girls, they have like, you know, the same characters, like the guy who plays uh, Rose's boyfriend, Miles, actually shows up as another character named Arnie earlier on. Like there's just a lot of, you know, Blanche has two different dads. Blanche has like four different names. Like she's, oh, she's Blanche Marie Hollingsworth or she's Blanche Elizabeth Devereaux. Like they just change. It doesn't matter because they don't really expect you to be following the show from week to week or like the story mm. continued storyline other than like a two part arc kind of thing. Not important. So I love maybe we should do this is just talking about all the incongruities that you see. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. what? <laughs> like. Your mom was alive in the last episode, and now she's in a cemetery in St. Olaf. That makes no sense. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And But I do kind of like that. Um, oh, it also yeah. was around at a time, yeah, when you had... Just, just being distract- in the moment, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, you didn't have to, you know, you didn't have to be so invested in the whole damn thing. It's like you could just sit down, watch a single episode, laugh your butt off, and then move on with life. Yeah. So. All right, this one... I started watching. I do not know why. And it just is infectious. Um, not, not in the good way, you know. Um, streaming on Netflix, The Great British Baking Show. I've seen a, a season of that. It's pretty glorious. I don't know what it is about it. And then and then you start using the terms. Like, so me and my husband watch it, okay? Do we bake? No, we don't no. bake. Um, do we cook? No, we don't cook. But like we're not, but every once in a while now when we have a dessert, we'll be like, that's a nice sponge, you know. See, mm-hmm. like, it just, it's a great show. Um, it's fun. The people actually help each other on the show, and they don't, like, screw each other over. So that's what makes it not, like, the great American uh, baking show, I assume. <laughs> um, because British people are not, like, asshats to each other, you know. The proof is not in the pudding, o- not literally. Openly. Yeah. Like, not that we would recognize. They're doing some, like, Downton Abbey level yeah, I mean, we just we just totally don't know. It. We just don't know what's happening. We're like, they are so polite. They're like, fuck off and die. They're like, <laughs> they're like, like you know, in in England, they'd be like, oh, what did she? She did not just go there. And I'm like, <laughs> she, she told totally her she liked her pudding. There. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> I know. It's like your Bernays is mediocre. And they're like, no, burn. You're like, but like that was so polite. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, the great American baking show is like, you're a stupid cunt face and I hate your guts. And then they're like, that's so funny. And they laugh. I know. And then, cause they, is, ah. They're like, she is a cunt. Yeah. That's just what we call each other. That's good. <laughs> it's like when you call someone in America a skinny bitch. That's a compliment. Right. That's you know. a compliment. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> thank you okay exactly um like you think you just insulted me and it did like, not thank you i i really appreciate that i've um, been on weight watchers for six weeks to get to that <laughs> <laughs> um and so so but the american version that there is an american version that i think that is similar for me it's making it with um um uh, nick offerman and amy poehler on Hulu. I love them. And they they it's a craft show and it is in the same exact style as um as the Great American Bake Off except for they do crafts or at the Great British Bake Off. See except my for they do crafts. Yeah. Yeah, my version of choice is nailed it with <laughs> Nicole Byer where they're just making the world's most horrendous show. looking cakes. So it's they amazing. filmed that nearby here. Show. That'd be awesome. Like 
they film it like an mm. hour from here. And I keep thinking, man, when that's filming, I want to go see it because they do have that like little sub audience, like, you know, mm. yep. you should get her on the podcast. That'd be yeah, awesome. I doubt that she'll be on willing to go on the podcast. She's a nerdy bitch. She, she is. is. She's she awesome. Nerd things. I love her. Yeah. So. so this one I hadn't seen, but they were like, it's called a uh, Terrace House. It's a reality show that's based in Japan. And apparently like it's kind of a slow burn because like there's no like uh, hair grab and scream and match, you know, type thing. But apparently it's good. So. Mm-hmm. And then they're talking about The Circle, too, which is on Netflix, another reality show. And I hadn't seen that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know much about Mm-mm. it, but they're saying it's anxiety free. So. Mm. Um, another very, it just, it sounds anxiety inducing to be honest. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big reality show fan other than Mm -hmm. like the competitions that are based in talent. Like, so I'll watch project runway and stuff like that. RuPaul's Um, drag race. That one's uh, delightful. Oh, I need to watch that. I've never seen it. So good. Oh my God. It's so fucking snarky. I love it. I love snark. Okay. Yeah. So actually, you know what I've got into the past like two weeks and I've already watched the whole like four, five seasons through twice is Queer Eye on Netflix. Oh, I love that. Like, I never watched it. I used to watch never, it on Bravo. I never watched. I never I watched watch the, the original. I never watched the original, and I'd never seen the reboot. But I was like, okay, I'm gonna sit down and watch this. And oh my god, I just want to like, I just want to hang out with all of these guys. I'm thinking about um, a, a nominating Paul. It'd be great. So. Ah, that's so funny. <laughs> He's like, can you do that? That'd be great. Like, how like, do you no, not? But you gotta like tell him that. Me. You gotta like make up like why Paul is so awful though, because I think that they like really want a a, a challenge, right? And Paul's not a challenge, you know. So you're gonna be, have to say stuff like, you know, he's socially inept, or you know, he can't cook and he spills things and stuff like that. <laughs> and he thinks that like basketball <laughs> shorts are accessible, uh, acceptable date night outfits you know stuff like that so you're gonna have to like make him bad but to get he's him not up. bad yeah i know but that's why i'm saying I, it's gonna be difficult you're gonna have to I know. you're gonna have to play that down like you, well see he's to- he needs to nominate me because, <laughs> because i got no style and i've been working at home for like seven years and <laughs> i was like you know back in the day i was like i really wish i had a slogan t-shirt i should have a slogan t-shirt to hang around in and now i literally own nothing but slogan t-shirts <laughs> yeah yeah i'm great I, for a comic-con yes. <laughs> need more of those in my life you know they they mentioned to also watch like planet earth and then these old, other nature documentaries i love planet earth I find that they are just about like, oh, and this poor little chick is going to die because they're going to freeze to death because that's mm-hmm. nature and global warming. And you're just like, oh, my God. So I don't actually That is like true. Them. And I, I know I've yeah. recommended it on the show before, but it's timely here. I would say go with the comedy version, uh, which is Round Planet. And that mm-hmm. one has uh, Matt Lucas, who is the, what is his name on Doctor Who? He was a little yeah. bald companion. He's also going to be the new co-host on Great British Bake Off. There you go. He does it, but he does it as like he's he's doing it as a comedy bit and it's not as him. It's as this like it's it's like a David Attenborough kind of character, but you're just listening to him talk to the producers behind the scene and talk to his dog and shit. It's hilarious. That's highly recommend. No anxiety involved. I will also say that on Disney Plus, I just found these the other day. There's one called Monkey Kingdom. I think you and Craig Mm -hmm. would get behind. And then there's another one that's just called Bears. 
and Monkey Kingdom is narrated by Tina Fey. And it's not just straight facts. So there's some funny shit happening in there as well. And the bear one is done by uh, John C. Riley. So fun. Yeah, I've done. They, I mean, I do like those Disney series. I like the chi- uh, the chimpanzee one. Um, I went and yeah. saw because, like, if you go and see them opening weekend at the theater, they give a chunk to whatever oh, organization. Nice. And well, so now they're on Disney Plus for free. All right. Well, so that are is some ideas of things because right now you're going to be you're probably going to be quarantined. You know, I mean, not quarantined. Like everybody's kind of self isolating, and I'm all for that it's really weird when you're like supposed to do it and then i'm like i, I know did, i used to do to. this automatically but now i'm like being told you're to like listen and- i've i've been training for this my whole life and by the way i love all the different memes that are coming out to that effect my favorite one was so far it was like uh coronavirus cdc says to wash your hands and buy soap or whatever and it shows just like a countertop picture with like 30 different bath and body works soaps <laughs> and it's like i've been traded girls have been training for this their whole life i'm like you know what until i did marie kondo on my bathroom last year i had that exact number of soaps just exactly. randomly under the counter and then I got rid of them all because I was like, I'll never go through this much soap. I did the I same thing. I could have been thing. selling them on eBay. Yeah, <laughs> like, because... Vintage so, cucumber melon. I know, you can't get it anymore. <laughs> that was the thing. It's like, okay, so Bath and Body Works, they're really smart because, first of all, their so- foaming sm- soaps smell great, right? So good. But they're like $6.50 a bottle. But generally, they're like, or 5 they for $25. Or 5 for $20. And you're like... Yeah, I buy that and I have soap... For 300 years, it even when you use it, it doesn't seem to diminish at all. It's like refilling. I don't understand it's it. It's crazy. Magic. And then so you're sitting there going, yes, you're going to deal with mistletoe rain in, in the middle of June because <laughs> it smells like You know what? Like that candy Christmas. cane one is delightful. So. Yeah. So that and so I ended up, th- you know, I ended up throwing them away and stuff like that. That's why mm-hmm. I switched to that Castile soap that does not foam because it's like you just water it down a little bit and you got soap forever. And and I have, I've had it for three years, and um, mm-hmm. tons of soap, lots of awesomeness. But I'm like, yeah. you know, where else you can get soap? The dollar store. Yep. <laughs> It's I still mean, the same soap. It's literally the same soap that I buy at the grocery store for like $3 less per bottle. Oh, I agree. And, you know, I every time I think about it, it's always right now I'm thinking about all these stupid things that like, oh, yeah, I should have that on my shopping list, but I'm never going to go shopping again. So um, like, <laughs> like, like um, I said, just yeah. tell me somebody put out the note at what point does the first wave begin and it's time for me to lay down and die? Like, just let me know because I can't tell. That's yeah. the thing. I don't think, you know, you're going to begin in a pandemic or in a zombie apocalypse until you're already halfway through surviving and like the fuck, I didn't want to do that. So yeah, I don't know. I know. Like, yeah, but I keep going, man, I wish I could go to the dollar store and get a loofah because I need a new loofah. Well, I'm mm-hmm. not going to do that. Because I bet you there'd be a shit ton of loofahs at the dollar store. Oh, I know. I've actually seen pictures of people showing grocery stores and still in the side, you know, like it's completely empty shelves, but like those little side, like where they just hang off a bunch of loofahs from the edge, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and here's your loofahs and like, well, that shit's gone. I mean, we don't Let me tell you, let me tell you, I think a lot of people get the thought in their head that when they stock up for an event like this, uh, they're going to become completely different people. And live a much healthier lifestyle because all of the healthy shit is gone. But Lil Debbie is still in full effect. The whole chip aisle and soda aisle totally down. And the deli section completely stocked. 
So I'm just saying, listen, I, think I know better than to try to change my lifestyle habits during a, a, a crisis. So me and little Debbie are having a great fucking time and I can find her in the store every day of the week. So I've had exactly <laughs> the opposite. So I have been uh, eating very, very well. But it was like, shit, it's pandemic time. I'm like, cinnamon rolls from Pillsbury. I want those little, you know, cans of the Swiss rolls. What, yeah. what? Yeah. I, I've got like, let's get some extra cheese. Need to make some nachos. Let's get stuff to make pizzas. Oh, dude. You know. Cheese is all over. The, like, cheese was still there. I'm like, what kind of weirdo hoarders are you guys? Because cheese is 100% of my diet when I do keto. When I'm healthy eating, cheese is my diet. Like, and it's mm-hmm. still my diet. Like, my sister's like, I just made crustless pizza. I'm like, well, I'm on my way over for the pizza bowl. Let's go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I got, it's amazing. I got a case of, uh, like, of uh, SpaghettiOs and meatballs. And I'm almost like, you know, I would never eat this shit normally, but God damn it. The That's what I do I'm during getting, hurricane season. My and then I literally not. never eat it. And it just sits there and mocks me because I'm like, Ugh, like, I just, I love that. I bought food. this. I like it. And it, there are times when, I, but if I bought it for hurricane season, some reason I get a mental block. You know, it's like one of those, like, I got to save it. I got, it's like ramen noodles. Like, I'm going to save this. Don't save ramen the noodles. Time. They get weevils. Yeah. No, I've never seen one. I think Maddie was in there. She's like, can I eat this? I was like, I think that's about six years old. She's like, I don't care. I'm like, go yeah. for it. Um, yeah, I'm about to break out, break out one of those things, the SpaghettiOs and meatballs, now that you mention it. I like the ones with the meatballs. If you get oh, yeah. SpaghettiOs without them, it just tastes like the inside of the can. It's I know. Weird. Yeah, yeah. You have to have the meatballs. I'm generally the ravioli mm-hmm. fan, but apparently I like some, the ravioli. Somebody else I like the, took the ravioli, so but, I had to get. But not the same brand. You have to go to Chef Boyardee for the ravioli, and then you get the SpaghettiOs brand because they try to do I ravioli, the, and my, it's not the same. Mine is Chef Boyardee SpaghettiOs. It's not mm. Chef Boyardee. What no, I think that? SpaghettiOs is the brand. Oh, I think it's but it may chef. it I may be still the same company. I don't know the same stuff because the inside of a ravioli is basically that uh, spaghetti it's a and meat, yeah. is that spaghettio and meatball. And, uh, oh yeah, I listen, listen. I grew up with the hot dog generation. I am fine with all of that. This is always a part of my storm prep: <laughs> mm-hmm. spaghettios, ravioli, chili. Hot I would dogs, kill for a sausage churro right now, though. Like kill for one. <laughs> I'm like, I really want to go get some sushi, but I don't want to deal with people who touch my food. So, so I did I did see a note on Nextdoor about this. By the way, Nextdoor is where you go to be like crazy. You're allowed to be crazy mm. on Nextdoor and be like, Sweet. Um, what's this asshole doing? Just, Walking down the street, gonna, three o'clock Get in the off afternoon. my lawn. Like, clearly it's put suspicious. It on Nextdoor. Yeah. This person was looking at their phone for an awful long time in their car. So your twelve-year-old kid was swearing cuss words while riding a razor scooter in front of my driveway this morning. Fuck yourself and get a kid off my lawn. Exactly. It's like I don't even need a cane for that. It's amazing. Yeah, you left your garbage cans out an extra week. You deserve to die a horrible death. <laughs> <laughs> See you at the cook-off. <laughs> See you later. Thing. I don't know my. I don't know my neighbors. Uh, on one side at all I've literally waved to them I've never spoken to them the other ones I only know because last year about this time we had a big storm blow through and the fence between the two blew down so of course they very kindly came over to tell us because I wouldn't have known until we woke up and took the dogs outside that their fence was down and they came and offered to split the cost of it to which I gave my normal response of we rent (laughs) call somebody else (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't fucking care. Uh, yeah, so. That's awesome. I don't know anybody else. Like, I nobody. They're like, oh, do you know the Joneses over there? I'm like, who? How long have you lived here? Five and a half years. <laughs> I don't care. I don't want to talk to my neighbors. I didn't know my neighbors at my last complex. They were all crazy. I'm like, fuck it. I No. <laughs> My oh, sister well. lives around the corner. That's neighborly enough, right? Yeah. You had that crazy neighbor across the street that looked just like um, uh, the guy from Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What that is was this? half naked in the, the garage. Time. All the time. All the time. Like fat, middle-aged, white guy pumping the world's loudest gangster rap out of his garage man cave at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. Yeah. He, he all was always, the time. He was always there. He was always mm-hmm. there just standing up in his... with his, Always there with his two grown children that mm-hmm. each had a live-in girlfriend at this house. It was a one-story, probably three-bedroom, two-bathroom yeah. house. And they all lived there. And they all got drunk starting at like six in the afternoon. This isn't Katie. We're talking about out in like bumfuck mm-hmm. Egypt. Like, it's just like... Yeah, Katie. it was a nice neighborhood. It nice was like neighborhood, and you go Terrible. down his and house faced mine. So yeah. of course we got the full blast of his speakers twenty four seven. I'm like, I fucking hate you. Yeah, I'm Nobody's sure he's dead. quarantined well. Um, <laughs> they still in the garage. I know he's, because he like, never left. Like that, he. Was I was like, there. I lived there yeah. for five years, and I saw this guy in a shirt less than ten times in five years. Oh yeah, like. Insane. He was always Maddie because of how short she was, and because of the the height of his couch, it came right about belly button level. So she, so she just thought he was naked all the time. She just thought this guy was naked because he was just always in shorts, and he was not the one you wanted to look at in shorts either. No, no, he basically was naked all the time. I've seen that man without a shirt more uh, in his natural setting more often than like. (laughs) seeing my own husband like sit around without a shirt because my husband never sits around without a shirt. I've seen that man sit around without a shirt more than any human man I know. I wish I could say that was true. However, my first ex-husband was almost a nudist uh, to the point where it was like, you're coming to visit. I promise you don't want to sit on that couch. Here's a chair. So I I wish I could say that, but he had the same body type and it's always the ones you don't want to see. That are more most happy to throw that shit out in the world. I know. So. I, th- I just like you know when you sweat and you don't have a shirt mm. on, it's just gross. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know we're supposed to be all like like chiselman, but you, unless you're Jason Momoa, <laughs> be kind. Fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's always the caveat, though. It's be kind, but you know, fuck that guy. Yeah. So anyway, we're we're trying to be better. We're not saints. We're just trying to be a little bit better. Like one of the shows that I, one of the shows I work on, the question she asks at the end, because it's all Olympic athletes, is what can you do to be 1% better each day? That's all I'm going for. So 1% yeah. better each day. Slide improvements. That's, That's I right. mean, hey, we said we tried. We did not say That's we right. succeeded. We didn't anyway. say we succeeded. But again, 1% better is still better than what most people are trying for. So, you know, just be a little bit kind. I'm a little bit kind. I don't say I this thing to to um, um, Mr. Griffin's face. I say it <laughs> on the podcast later. Five years later. It's been so fun. long. He doesn't know me. No. He didn't know me and I lived across the street from him for five years. Like, it doesn't matter. We're going to have like one listener that lives in Katie's like, you know what I like, do? I always stay guy. outside. <laughs> I always stay outside without my shirt and have my garage door open. Huh. I know. 
that lady staring at me, death glare that I've never paid attention to. And it's so much fun when my kids and I get drunk and fight in the middle of the front yard. That's fun. <laughs> God. That dude, man, he knew how to redden. He like, I think that he just lowered the property values on that entire road. Yeah. Yeah. That was why we could afford to live there. Okay. <laughs> that made well, the rent prices Silver lower. lining. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's great. <laughs> As people are always like, do you have an alarm in your house? I was like, there's one built in the house, but I don't pay for it. They're like, oh my gosh, aren't you worried? I was like, no, no. Um, yeah, we live in the neighborhood where the thieves live, so they don't rob from here. They go to a nicer place. It's fine. So. Oh, Anyways, well. we should wrap this up. I'm yeah, getting texts from the other room. This is, yeah, this is getting ridiculous at this point. All right. <laughs> I've got an internet quote. I don't mean to brag, but this is the 10th end of the world I've survived. It's true. I'm thinking about all of no, them. No, I'm still here, and I've yeah, still got still, Swiss rolls. You know, so far, so fine. good. This This won't break me. <laughs> The lack of Disneyland might, but we're good. That's right. <laughs> Swiss rolls and sodas, yeah. yeah. So far, so good. Our- as long as the Swiss rolls are still here, we're okay. All right. So, again, go uh, go check out all that shit on Netflix because it's all pretty good. And then go check out our partners over at Frankie and yep. Burr because you're not going to be able to find really good aromatherapy stuff. Uh, crystal in your store right now so you need to go to frankie and Murr and use our code nerdy to get 15 percent off your entire order and free shipping over 35 dollars uh, because their stuff is awesome and you won't find it in the store so and you can use a little spray the bitch away to calm the fuck down i think you should just go through the grocery store and spray people with it and they will go away so they, <laughs> they can restock the shelves that's right <laughs> i'm doing a spraying coronavirus service. My name is Karen, I'm a public servant. <laughs> oh my god. So now you know this is how you get people out of your face in the grocery store. Spray the bitch yep. away. Frankieandmur.com. Code nerdy. So all right, so we will uh, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Music provided by www.bensound.com, and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. Like, don't you care about my asshole, Mom? Come on. <laughs>